In a world filled with questions, there's one role that often leaves us searching for the right words, parenting. Introducing What to Say When, a podcast that equips parents with tools to navigate the beautiful and challenging journey of raising children. Together, we'll explore a wide range of topics from handling tough conversations to nurturing resilience to helping you become a confident and compassionate parent. What to say when. Because the right words can make all the difference. Okay, welcome to this brand new podcast. Awesome. Yay! Is that, that's not even a real ramped up welcome. No, no wasn't it's exciting. okay. Okay, it's right. so welcome to this podcast. It is a parenting podcast. Yep. So if you are a parent or want to be a parent or maybe even those folks that are soon to be parents, yeah. congratulations. Yes. We're excited. We can't wait for the gender reveal. Um, but for anybody <laughs> out there that is a parent, all the different stages of parenting, you are in the right place. And before we go any further, uh, we should tell you, who we are and how we got to this table. Absolutely. Yeah. Chase, you go you first. You go first. Yeah. Okay. Who am I? So, um, keep it I, quick. Okay. Keep it, keep it <laughs> thick. Keep, keep my, like not the life story, like none of that, but go okay. ahead. Uh, so I'm a father of two. Uh, my wife's Courtney. So I have two little girls and one is seven, just turned seven and her name is Kit and one is two and her name is Ellis. And so, um, so cute. Yeah. They're so cute too. Well, um, the oldest is very fun, very into dance and, you know, big personality that the little one is, we're still trying to figure the little one out. Obviously she has a, she's super funny and she does what she wants to do. That's kind of where, where we are <laughs> right it. now. So, and I've, been on, kind of toddler. and I've been on staff at, um, the church Rolling Hills uh, for 12 years. Yeah. it's a long time. That's a long time. That's a long time. I love it. Okay. I'm Jen or Jennifer, whichever you prefer. Just no Jenny. That's what I always no say. Jenny. Jen, Jennifer, all good. I am a mom to three kiddos. So my husband, Keith, and I have an 11-year-old, Annalise, and an eight-year-old now. She just had her birthday, and I can't believe that. Ivy Rose. And then our three-year-old son is Oliver. So Annalise is super firstborn, like meets all those things yes. that you expect when you mm-hmm. have her firstborn. She's achiever. a rule follower. Yep. She's an achiever. She likes to be committed to everything and take care of everybody. Kind of my little helper, really. Like she's mama's helper. Ivy Rose is kind of like Ellis a little bit. I think she's yeah. like a little bit of a free spirit. Who was just baptized. At, she was just yeah. baptized, which was so incredible That's just a few weeks sweet. ago, actually. And that was so exciting. Um, she is super joyful and just so much fun to be around. And then Oliver is our little boy and he is a boy everything about a boy and also Uh a bit of a rock star like grabs a guitar sings his hair yeah Yeah. he's a little rock star so that's awesome we have awesome kids and then i've been on staff here at rolling hills for over 10 years now and just loving it love this place love these people it's great that's awesome nick okay yep nick allen um been on staff at rolling hills for 16 years um, married to Susan for coming up on 23 years this summer. You're uh, old. Dude, that's not. This is not, no, none of you Don't shared your ages. Old. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, but I am the, the veteran of the, the team, mm-hmm. I guess, in this respect. Um, three kids like Jen and very, and the same family order, yep. like two girls and then a boy. Um, and so. We uh, copied y'all. Yeah. Well, I hope you learned everything. So, well, uh, Lily Kate is my 16 year old, mm-hmm. and she has officially been driving for 16 months now. Crazy. No, not 16 months, six months now. She's 16, been driving for six months, and that's a whole new phase of parenting. Um, and then Nora Blake is 15, and so those, those girls are 15 months apart. And so we kind of we did 
twins, but we were pregnant twice as long. And so mm-hmm. uh, the girls, then we had a little bit of a reprieve because Simon is five and six years younger than his sisters. Um, our little boy, he's 10 and every bit of it. And when you talk about mm-hmm. being all boy, mm-hmm. um, that's him a hundred percent. And so it's a blessed opportunity to get the raise these humans. Yeah. Yeah. So we all come from different um, stages of, uh, of life in oh, yeah. our, in our parenting. And so from 16 all the way to two where we span the range. And so we, um, we're coming from it as not experts of this oh, gosh, thing. No. So, Practitioners. Yes. Yes. And we're going to bring some, uh, some maybe tips, some ideas, some things that we're learning along the way in our parenting. Um, and we're going to bring it, we're going to be super honest about where we are as well. So hopefully this is a, a podcast that will help parents in some way. Can I say what we decided to call it and or felt led to call yeah, it yeah, at this yeah. point? Yes. Okay. It's what to say when, um, because we all have these moments as parents, right? Like you and I have, we've talked about some of the what to say when moments in our kids' lives. What do you say when your kid lays on the aisle at Target and yes. has a temper tantrum? Like, what do you say in that moment? Uh, and then also, what do you say when they come home with those really special, great questions like, hey, where is heaven? How do I get there? I mean, those are ones that we long for, but that not every parent feels prepared for. Um, but then also the ones like, hey, where do babies come from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are a little more challenging. Uh-huh. And we know at some point we have to explain these things, but I think we've all learned that the questions don't come when you're ready for the questions. Um, they come when the kid is ready for the answer. And so, so the question a lot of that is, is really that maybe fun. we open up with that is what, what is your what to say when parenting moment that you just maybe just one, just tell us uh, your one that you're thinking about right now. Jen. <laughs> Jen. I was thinking about this just even when we were coming up with the the idea for this podcast and all of the ideas I kept coming up with that I was talking with Keith about were things that he said, if you shared that on a podcast, your daughters would not be okay. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I literally went through, yeah, yes, but all of ours were around, which is what you just said, Nick, all of us, all of our examples were around our kids come home from school and they learned something that we weren't yeah. expect, right. we didn't expect, right. we weren't ready to talk through them with. Or on the bus. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, because it happens at younger ages now. Yes. Um, and that's these the weren't conversations that I had with my parents at third, fourth, fifth yeah. grade. And yet our kids are asking much younger. Culture yeah. is pushing them there quicker. But I've 100% had the kid on the floor screaming with all of my kids. I've had I've had to leave the grocery cart and walk out of the store before yeah. that kind of a moment mm-hmm. with my with my son. So. We have walked through that for sure. That's fun. Do y'all have specific ones yeah. you can think of? You have yeah. One? Well, I I think I grew up in all boys, so yeah. I, I, we were roughhousing. Um, our emotions were expressed in the physical, mm-hmm. and so whenever I'm in a house full of girls, it's it is mm-hmm. a different kind of emotion, and we go from. You know, five minutes we feel this way, and five minutes later we feel this way, and it's like the big swing of emotions. Which mm-hmm. you know, as a as a guy who grew up just wrestling, which I'm, you know, it's so funny because my girls have gotten into it now. Dad, let's wrestle. I don't think they really know what that means, um, but uh, really, it just turns into do you like body slam head head lock. Um, <laughs> but it was really, yeah, this really turns into that, like tickle. Yes, um, but. Um, that and also when, what do you say when? And this has happened to us recently. What do you say when you catch your kid in a lie? Mm. Ooh, right in in that moment. Now I have a seven year old and a two year old. Totally different stage of life. Uh, stage of life. Parenting. 
But what do you say in those moments where you're like, man, you're so frustrated. Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you do? What Mm -hmm. do you say? So that's my, my two. Uh, I kind of went back to a little more of a nostalgic one for me. Um, And because the conversation came up recently that reminded me of such, um, I remember really distinctly, we were sitting at the tiny little play table that we had at the house uh, when our girls were little. This is pre-Simon and Lily Kate, the oldest, I think they were coloring or playing with a little activity or something. And she just looked straight at me and she said, Daddy, will you marry me? And I thought... That's just about the sweetest thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, I should probably go ahead and inform her that I'm already married um, to her <laughs> mother, and she should know a little bit about that. Um, but then I should probably also tell her, no, you can't. You can't marry your family. Family, you can't marry your parent. Um, so I should kind of dive into <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of the logistics and yeah. the legalities of that, um, what that means. But in the moment, I just said, absolutely, sweet girl. Yeah, because why not? You know, why not dive into the make believe special yeah, moment? Yeah, that's great. Um, but then also thought back to myself when I was relaying the moment a little bit later to Susan thinking, you know, I will one day, whether I'm the dad that's just walking her down the aisle, giving her away, or um, maybe even blessed to be the, 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 the minister, yep. the officiant at the wedding. I've seen other dads get to do that before. And I think it's super special. If, if the girls or if Simon would want that, I would absolutely say yes um, to what that looks like. Mm. Um, and so just the picture of that. I was all on board. Um, And now we are having lots of conversations about um, boys in our house and crushes and or like what our what our restrictions are on dating and relationships. We've we've not teetered across any of those lines just yet. And I'm thankful for it. Um, But those are kinds of questions that were being asked. Yeah. What are the levels of permission? Um, and social engagements now that we have a 16-year-old who's driving herself around. So. Yeah, I always, I always go back to even the question about um, what do you do whenever they start to date? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do as a parent whenever the, the boy walks through my, the front doors for the first time mm-hmm. and I'm sitting down with a with a boy who's dating my daughter? What do you do? You tell him what a good wrestler you are for <laughs> years of practice. <laughs> there you go. You power drive, you body slam, you headlock right yeah, there, right? Is that not yeah, the appropriate? I think that's what you do. Yeah. I think that is kind of it. I think the whole idea behind all of this is just a general acknowledgement um, that parenting is hard, um, that it's not meant to be this easy thing. And all the stuff that you celebrate when there's, you know, like we said, gender reveals or, you know, a baby's on the way and you get that ultrasound, none of that prepares you for just how challenging uh, the conversations and the moments and the decisions that you're going to have to make. Um, It's not just the 30 to 50 big decisions you have to make. It's the 30 to 50 daily ones that you make every single day that culminate into kind of what's a big deal. And it's what you say with your words, with the way that you answer questions, um, but then also what you say um, when they're just kind of eavesdropping and listening, Hmm. the encouragements, the the values that you're speaking in and over your kids, but then also what do you say in the really hard moments with friends, um, with something that's going on at school, when culture presents an idea that you know is um, the antithesis of what scripture calls us to as believers, um, this becomes kind of a really challenging thing. And so that's what we acknowledge, that this is difficult. We're not experts. Um, I think we want to be curators. I think we want to be people. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that word recently, bespoke. Yeah. And that's such a strange word. It's not one that I Bespoke. have used in a sentence. It was on one you of just those did. kits. And yeah, Good job. It's one of those things like, oh, the bespoke kit that you can order. And it's like yeah. this carefully curated box, kind of like a stitch fix that comes to your house once a month. And you get to look at all the cool items that yeah. are in it and decide, oh, do I keep this? Do I not keep this? It costs 
way too much money, so I'm probably going to send it back. But it's that idea of something that's been carefully and specifically curated. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was thinking about that for us this week, that we just want to curate good content. We're going to be reading books and listening to great speakers and diving into experts to bring some answers to the table. Um, None of it really coming from us because we're (laughs) learners too. That's right. That's yeah. right. One of the things that uh, I, as you were thinking about or brought that up is, is that we just want to help each other be intentional parents. You know, that's that's really the goal. We don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We just have to be intentional. And one of the things that I heard somebody say not too long ago is our kids are excellent observers, but they are terrible interpreters. Uh-huh. Right. They cannot. um they, they, they see what we do, but they do a horrific job of connecting the dots to maybe the instructions uh-huh. that we are giving them. And some of the examples that were given them was like parents or adults that grew up and they heard what their parents uh, or saw what their parents said, but they misinterpreted it. And uh-huh. here are some examples of what they misinterpreted. The first mm-hmm. was one person um, said, I thought dogs were boys and cats were girls. Oh. Right. Because <laughs> as they're little, they're, I guess they, that's what they observe. That's what they were told. You know, there's a whole book called Dog and Cat Theology. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Not really a topic of conversation for today, but it presents a really good idea. And so as you say that, you know, dogs are boys and cats are girls. I'm immediately spinning thinking, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense there. And then uh, a parent said um, they thought that only babies came from adult things um, because as a child, um, they thought that 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 meant a, a child. As a child, they thought that that meant bungee jumping. What? Yeah. How? Because uh, their parents told them babies came from adult things, and only adults can do bungee, bungee jump. jumping. And so they thought babies come from. Oh, the jumping. answer that the parent gave was, "Where do babies come from? From adult from things. adult things." <laughs> and so they That's thought, like a store at the mall. Well, but also it's, the it's minority bun- of people that go bungee jumping as parents too. <laughs> it, like that. Have you guys ever been bungee jumping? I, I have no. not. No, I've not. I don't think. I, yeah, I maybe mean, I will. I don't no. know. But maybe, but I think that's really Not good of saying, "Hey, they're excellent observers, but they're terrible interpreters yeah. of what we do." So I think this is important for us to know to be intentional. And yeah. in order to do that, in order to be that intentional, it takes a really keen observation. You just have to be paying attention to your mm-hmm. kids. You have to be paying attention to the things that they say, the questions that they ask, the the places that they are, and the people that are speaking into their lives, um, kind of like a not, filter. We're not experts, but we need to be the experts on our child. Absolutely. I think, I think is what it is. We have to listen. We have to observe. And we have to, that has to inform how we parent. So how you parent your boy is not going to necessarily be how I parent my boy, mm-hmm. no. but we can help each other. Well, and how I parent my 15-year-old may not be how I parent right. my 10-year-old. That's true. Right. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't just, it doesn't matter that, oh yeah, this is the rule when you're 15, so it's auto automatically going to be the rule when he's 15 because they're different. And I think that becomes a thing too. You can't just one size fits all your parenting from another family, like you said, but you can't even do that with your specific children in the birth order and their different personality types. Um, Yeah. That's a really good reminder. So we're, go ahead. Another element I think is of this is just like parenting on the go type of a type of an idea because number one, for the purposes of how we're delivering this, this is a podcast and I'm a busy mom. Y'all are busy dads. I know it's hard to find time to intentionally study material and curate this type of information. Mm -hmm. This is something I want people to be able to listen to on the go have encouragement, have a source of information and some support system, but also the whole idea of what to say when a lot of times those conversations happen in the car or when you're running out the door and your kid asks that question that you realize, I wish I had two hours to sit down and talk with this about you. Yes. How do you, 
How do you prepare for yeah, those moments? Or it happens uh, right before bedtime. Right before bedtime. Yeah. We have a lot of the right before bedtime. See, I bedtime. think that's strategy on their part. I think they think, ooh, I if I ask mom and dad a really hard question, oh, I'll get to wait. stay yeah, up yeah. for 30 for more sure. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's strategic. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. But I, knew, I do think you need that. You need the kind of one sentence quick mm-hmm. answer. And then the promise to follow up later with the really long, possibly weekend or year long conversation. um, And your kid has to know that you are going to dive back into that. I saw one of those. I always get these wrongs. I don't know if it's a meme or a GIF or a video. It's just a funny thing on the Internet. Um, I saw this one that says, (laughs) hey, I'm going to one of those escape rooms today. And then it says, well, work. I'm trying really hard to get out of it. And I died. I was like, this is so true. Not of rolling kills. If anybody's listening, I love my job. Um, but I did think about that as parenting. A lot of times, like, we can't wait to do it. We're so excited about it. We, we celebrate for nine whole months that a baby's coming. And then when it's hard, yes. we look for ways to get out of get it. Get out. Or yep. we look for ways to outsource it. Um, and I kind of just want this to be a place to say it's hard and you're the best one for it. Um, it's not your pastor. It's not your ball coach. It's not the math teacher. Um, it's it's not it's not the the book author. It's not the counselor. Although those people can come in and provide really great moments along the way, you're the one. And, and so what we want you to do is to dive in and be present and figure out those moments. Yeah. And what a great reminder that um, God chose you to parent your child. Yeah. He didn't choose choose anybody else, and He's going to equip you like nobody else to parent your child. That's good reminders. Speaking of being equipped, I don't even think we talked about this. Should we pray as a part of every podcast, just in kind of closing, like over the listener um, and even over our own families and our own kids? Absolutely. Well, let's pray together as we close today. Father, we thank you so much um, for the chance to parent our kids, um, for the precious lives that you've entrusted to us, um, and then the community that you've surrounded them with. Um, For everybody out there that's listening as a first-time parent or a veteran parent or um, somebody who wants to one day be a parent, Father, we pray um, for every family, uh, for every makeup of it, um, and for every mom and dad that you've uniquely gifted and called um, to serve, to raise, to impart faith and wisdom um, for lifelong journeys. You are not calling us, God, to raise um, great kids. Um, You're calling us, Father, um, to cultivate followers um, at any age and stage. And so, Father, I pray um, that as we follow Jesus, uh, our kids and those who come after us would follow Jesus. We'll take the words of the Apostle Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. Um, And so maybe just along the way, God, as a part of this, you can teach us more about what it means to look to you as our Father and what it means for us to follow Jesus um, and to show our kids how to do the same. We love you, and we thank you for this day and for these moments. Amen. What to Say When is part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe now as we take off on this incredible parenting journey together.